Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Yet another opportunity for us to discuss about public speaking matters. If you're new and you're just joining in, welcome to the Speaker's Pulse, a show where public speaking really matters. Every fortnight, I bring to you an interesting topic where we discuss matters to do with public speaking and leadership. This evening, we are yet here with another interesting topic. And of course, each interesting topic comes with wonderful speakers, wonderful people that have done it, are passionate about public speaking, and we all converge to give to you the best that we can as public speakers. This night, I have two amazing friends that are with me. I have Nawal Wase, who is a public speaking enthusiast. Oh my, oh my, we are in for a great treat. Together with um, Nawal, we have my good friend, uh, Isaac Kagara, who is a public speaker, just like myself, and is a founder and CEO of Voice Masters Africa. And therefore tonight, we have friends, I always like to say we have friends from the Voice Masters Africa. And with time, we will definitely give them a chance to tell us more about the Voice Masters Africa, but hey, we are here for public speaking. And the topic tonight is how do we get people or our audiences that we speak to, to go all the way beyond listening and put in action what we encourage them to do. One great speaker said that speech is powerful and we all know how great speeches are powerful. He says it is to persuade, to convert, and most importantly, to compel. And compelling people, uh, compelling goes a long way to compelling people to act, compelling people to be to have certain emotions, or to go ahead and do a thing that you, as a speaker, are looking for. And we'll talk about a speaker. Do not just confuse it to be simply, you know. A public speaker, motivational speaker. I'm talking about a salesperson. I'm talking about in your conversation, how do you convey a message that is extremely succinct and clear and leads people to give you results that you need? Well, I'm your host as usual. My name is Joshua Tahinduka. I am a public speaking enthusiast as well. I'm great. I'm, I, I love public speaking. And tonight, if you are joining in, you are in for a real deal. Now, I know you've been waiting and, and, and wanting to hear from my our wonderful panelists this evening. Let's just go into it. My wonderful people, I'd like to begin with you in a while. If you just tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond your enthusiasm for public speaking, what you do, and how that is connected to your public speaking passion. So Nawal, you're welcome tonight. Yeah, thank you very much, Joshua, for having us. Uh, this is a great pleasure to be here. And yeah, as he said, my name is Nawal, and I'm a public speaking enthusiast. I love public speaking. So uh, as an aspiring businesswoman, uh, I found that public speaking is a really important skill that one must have in, in the business world. So this is why I have invested my time in learning and developing my public speaking skills. And apart from that, as, um, as my life's, what I want to be my life's work, which is sharing knowledge, I really found that public speaking can really work 
as a tool that can help me in acquiring and sharing that knowledge. So that is how I that is how much I love public speaking. Yeah, thank you, Jesha. Thank you so much, Nawal. My friends, there you have it. Public speaking holds the key to success in many aspects. And Nawali, Nawal, I beg your pardon, now knows the skill, now knows the trick behind it. And that's why she is an enthusiast about public speaking. I'm more interested in this because you're a young person, you are a, a very passionate uh, business person, a woman, and you've, you've told me more about the things that you do around business. And it's wonderful to have you uh, in this show. And I believe that you will be able to share your story and inspire most of us as we also embark on this journey. Now, the real man, Isaac. I met Isaac in uh, public speaking in public speaking circles, and in the first meeting, I knew I wanted to be friends with this gentleman. Isaac, do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey and your love for public speaking? Indeed, Joshua. Thank you very much for welcoming us on this great platform where we are sharing knowledge. I'll begin with an African quote that says, "A wise man never knows all; only a fool knows everything." So um, we are going to share with you, not because we know everything, but the more we share, the more we learn. So public speaking, since my childhood, I've always aspired to be a leader. And I was very lucky from a young age, I had mentors who did encourage me to join leadership circles and they told me about the benefits of communication. And like every other person, we all have things we want to change. We all want to make a difference. And I had an opportunity of having mentors who told me that with good skills of communication, then you're going to become whatever you want to be. So from a young age up to today, I've been in the industry of communication, learning, and sharing with my people whenever I have a chance. Thank you. Thank you so much. Isaac for telling us a little bit about your public speaking journey and all that and I know we'll talk more about the voice masters you went ahead because of your passion to start what I can call a school or a training center and, I, and I'm sure that I, I must have I must have massacred the naming on the terminologies I know you people are very careful about the words you choose to explain the things the best way you know the public speaking way but of course I'll, I'll allow you later on to tell us more about the voice masters Africa. I want us to go straight into the, the heart of the matter tonight. We are asking ourselves, how do we deliver a speech that leads the audience to act? And I want to ask you, and maybe this could be seen as, in simple ways, how do, how do you deliver an effective speech? So what do you think, in, in, uh, in Nawal, I'll begin with you, what do you think are the qualities of a great speech? What makes a difference? when it comes to, speak, uh, to a speech, and that speech that leads to action? Uh, thank you very much, Joshua. That's a great question that most uh, speakers uh, might find very interesting. So first, I will start by uh, talking about the cause of not having a great uh, speech. Uh, one of the causes that I find that most speakers, um, most speeches, uh, um, most speeches meet while um, the, the, the cause that causes most speeches not to be memorable or not to drive the audience to action is that the neglect of investing more time in preparation and uh, depend fully in, on your passion. 
Like, um, for example, uh, not long ago, I was, I was supposed, um, I, w- I had this interview where I had to present, to represent an organization that I work for. So me being me, because I was so, pa- I am so passionate about this organization. And, and then in my head, I thought I had everything under control. So I didn't put much time in the preparation of that interview. I had a hunch of the questions that were, they were going to be asked. So during the interview, all I did was, um, I just said in my head that I was so ready. I had um, the history, I had the problem statements, I had the impact, I had everything under control. But when the interview started, I sort of uh, forgot everything. So I say, I talked about the problem statement and then I went on the impact. I remember there's something I forgot in the problem statement. So it was all jumbled up. So what I wanted, what I mean is that every speech needs to have a very firm preparation. So what do I mean by preparation? In the preparation, you need to know the why, why you're delivering this, this speech. You need to know the purpose of your speech. And then after that, you need to have key points the points that you're going to tap into during your speech. And when you have those key points, you're going to be able, you're going to be able to capture the attention of your audience and not make them bored or confused about what you're trying to deliver. And then another thing is having a structured speech. You're, when a speech is more structured, it tends to be more understandable. And for a speech to be memorable, first of all, it needs to be understandable. So after the preparation, you need to see uh, the emotions. You need to tap into the emotion of your audience so that your speech can be more memorable. And how do you tap into the emotion of your audience? First of all, you need to have, um, first of all, you need to understand that we human beings, we are uh, emotion-driven creatures. Like most of our decisions are based on our emotions. So one might argue that that is not true, that most of our decisions are based on facts and metrics. But when you think deeper, you find that for us to say that we are certain or sure about this fact that we have in front of us, say one plus one equal to two, for us to actually say that we believe that one plus one equal to two, we need to have emotion to help us determine that yes, now we are sure that this is one plus one equal to two, because if we don't, we're going to ask why, why is it equal to two? And that why is going to be an infinite station of whys, you know? So um, I think when, um, what I'm trying to say is for your speech to be memorable, you need to tap into the emotions of your audience. And now how do you tap into the emotion of your audience? You need to have a great story a story which can be relatable, you know, a story that is so raw, a story which is not exaggerative. Most motivational speakers tend to be exaggerative and their stories tend to be questionable. But when you become so raw about your story, you capture the attention and you capture the emotion of your audience. And when you have fully captured... No, I I want to come back to the story uh, bit, the power of a story in a speech, and definitely we'll 
back to that. If you don't mind, I'll ask Isaac to add on a few things that uh, you did you, you did mention. You talked about preparation and appealing to the audience's emotions, which I think these are powerful and powerful points. And I want to ask Isaac to add a thing or two before we can uh, maybe have a, a, a discussion and maybe ask people who are on the chat to kindly share any question they have around a speech and then we will come back to, to that and answer that but before i call on isaac i want to thank you so much everyone for joining in oh my word i can see clema thank you so much clema for being part of this uh, uh diana kaitesi octave was it uh davin uh, alan shaka my very good friend i can see edgar davis God Chief, thank you so much. God Chief, all the way from overseas, thank you so much for joining in. Ishmael, great brother, thank you so much. And I can see, uh, I can see Pitonda, Jovia, thank you so much for being spending some time with us and uh, being part of this conversation. If you have any question around the topic of tonight, which is how do we deliver speeches that are compelling, speeches that lead to action. Feel free to ask the question, and then we, or the panelists that we have here, will do justice to your question. Now, Isaac, I'd like to give you the floor to you. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Nawal. When I take my eyes back seven years ago, it was my first time when I stood and gave a speech to a big audience. And I will never forget the reaction I felt in myself because I forgot even the words that I was going to talk about and I was sweating and I was actually vying for a position in my high school. From that day, I began trying to develop my skills and see how people would give good talks that would captivate their audience and are relevant. So Joshua, in addition to what Nawara said, I compare a good speech to a good meal. I know most of us are good cooks at home and we all know when we want to have a good meal, what we do. We put so much into, first of all, understanding what are we going to cook. To our speech, you'd ask, what am I going to talk about? What is the topic? And when we are going to cook, you cook food that you want to eat, that you love eating, maybe chicken. So in public speaking, you also choose a topic of your passion when you're going to talk to people. You don't choose anything just because you're going to talk. There is one public speaker said that a great speaker is the one who says nothing, which means it's not only about always talking, but also understanding when you have to talk and when you have something to say. So when you find uh, your menu, then you find the ingredients you have to put in your meal to make it nice. Then you do what we call a mise en place, preparation. So the same applies to a speech. A very successful speech goes with how you prepared it. It needs time, it needs good time to prepare. It needs time for you to do research. Because good speakers, uh, like Nawal talked about the emotion, you also need to have what we call the reason, the logos. Uh, logos is a Greek word which means reason. The question is, before you begin speaking, ask yourself, why am I going to talk? What am I going to talk about? and then put an action verb at the end of your question, which says, I'm going to talk because I want to make a sale. I want to persuade my audience to do this. I want people to vote for me. Now, when you begin with this question, it's going to help you create a good body. The other point was 
what we call what we call ethos. Ethos means credibility or character. I'll give you an example. If let's say tomorrow we would have a speech from President Kagame, uh, this platform would be having almost one million viewers. But because it's Isaac, and most people don't know where he comes from, it's a lesser number. So as a speaker, if you know that people don't know much about you, you need to really go deep into the topic and give rich content to captivate the audience. Joshua, so quickly, I would also talk about once you developed everything, look at the arrangement. How is your speech being arranged? It's very important. The next one, after the arrangement, if you see you have a good introduction, you have a good body, then you have a good conclusion, look at the style. The style, there are two types of style. We have what we call a high style, which is usually given by very official, by presidents. Uh, maybe I'm going to come wearing a suit and tie, very formal. Then we have low styles. You can look at uh, TV shows, maybe Oprah Winfrey. When you come to talk to him, to talk to her or her show, you don't need to come when you're very, very fancy. The next one you have to consider is delivery. Once you've pre prepared everything, you have to ask yourself, how am I going to deliver my speech? How am I going to deliver my presentation? This is the biggest part where uh, people get nervous when they're going to talk. And this, of course, includes things like um, uh, the type of how you're going to deliver, maybe extemporaneous, if you're going to be reading one point and talking, which is very good, we usually discourage a reading to people because it's boring. We also discourage uh, memorizing or cramming because it's so risky. You might forget, and then you find you have uh, missed all the points. Thank you. So thank you so much, uh, Isaac. You did mention that people don't know you, but man, by the end of this show, I'm pretty much sure people will know who you are because of this because of the wonderful nuggets that you've shared with us if you're just joining isaac was actually telling us more about what makes a great speech what makes a speech memorable or how do you prepare a memorable speech and he did talk about that you have to choose your topic of your passion it's important to choose the topic of your passion i want to follow this on isaac why sometimes when you when you're invited to speak sometimes this you don't get to choose if it's your passion or not. So how do you make sure that even a topic that is not your passion, you're able to do justice to it? Joshua, this is a very good question. Actually, what helps people to make good content is you have to understand your audience. Understand who are these people in a room. Uh, there is a quotation that says, a good impromptu speech is a prepared speech. If you know you are a speaker, Always, always prepare impromptu speeches. Read, don't prepare a speech because you have a talk tomorrow. Prepare a speech even if you are in Corona and there are no gatherings allowed because tomorrow you're going to be invited. So Joshua, to add on, on the type of audience, if you come in a room as a good speaker, you're going to first look at the audience. There are three types of audiences. One we call receptive audiences. These are people who, are, who agree with you on the topic you're going to talk about. For example, if I, I stood up and talked about that parents should take, care, should take care of their children, of course, every parent agrees with me that they're in charge of the safety of their children. But how about if I was talking about social media? Maybe they're going to 
trying to understand how can they take care of their children on social media. So this type of audience requires you to give them steps on how to achieve the objective. The second type of audience, they are called neutral audience. These are people who don't have interest in the topic. These are people who don't know you. And this is the biggest type of audience that you're going to encounter. People have never seen you at all. So what do you do? This, you have to bring in your credibility, richness of your, your, your stories, and then you captivate, use the steps that we've shared with you. The third type of audience, they are hostile audiences. These are people who are angry maybe of a certain type, and then your job is for you to convince these people. So how do you convince such type of audience? First of all, agree with these people. Agree with them for you to get their attention to listen to you. And then in the middle, you can bring in your points. So whenever you reach in a room and they are sharing on a topic, first look at the audience and then stand up. Use these methods of beginning your speech and introduction by beginning with a story, a quotation that is relevant to the situation that people are in. Wow. All right. So even when you have a hostile audience, my friends, you know you have a trick to use. He says, agree with them. And I would, uh, I believe that maybe the, the, it's find a common ground, that something that you can share, something that you all of you agree that is, uh, is, is a foundation. And then from there, build your arguments and let the people understand where you're from or what, where you stand. Now, while I want to come back to you. I love stories. And I believe most people love stories as well. What do you think is the role of a great story in driving the message home? Why? Maybe if you can also tell us a time when you think you used the story and that was effective or any person that you know did. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you very much, Joshua. That's a great question. Um, I think that stories are very important because uh, in delivering a great speech or a memorable speech, there's always a great story behind. And stories, the reason why stories are very important is because stories can be very much relatable. So if a person can relate to a story that you, uh, you're talking about or a story that you are uh, narrating, it's very easy for that person to relate to it and then act upon what you're telling them. Uh, in, my, in my experience, um, in my experience, I always found myself in communities where I've been entrusted by, uh, entrusted with responsibilities. So most of the time you find that I had a certain um, group or I had a certain community. So in that course of my, my life, I have, I have uh, encountered many different people where we spoke about different things. So uh, a story which I, I told a, a colleague and it helped them is how I am a person who is always um, trying to find a way to, to be financially uh, independent. The way I juggle three different jobs and, and school, so uh, when I talk about that, those, that kind of ability or the things that I do, most people tend to be very interested. And one of my friends whom it affected very much, she started her, um, her own company recently. It is a company which, is, um, which, helps people, um, which helps people in their mental health. 
So I sat with her for hours and hours talking about how I, I am a very um, passionate person when it comes to being financially independent and she got moved by that and now she's running a business and it's improving day by day. So that is what I meant by uh, having a good, raw, relatable story which can uh, drive a person to action. And uh, above that story, if you add uh, some facts, that is very helpful when you add some metrics because people uh, love uh, to see things that are that you can demonstrate and see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. In fact, as you're, as you're talking about this, I just remembered one of the quotes by Brené Brown, one of my favorite authors. She said that a story is data with a soul. And therefore, it's, it has the potential to go all the way and carry someone through the, uh, the entire subject that you're sharing. When you share a great story at the beginning, it leads people to, uh, to go along with you. And, and the thing is, when, when we talk about, let me tell you a story, all of a sudden, everyone in the room sits down, puts down a pen, or, or drops everything they want to do, and simply listens to a great story. Because all of us, love stories and that's one of the ways to start a speech now wow do you do you uh, are you alone isaac did mention that the way you start your speech has an impact on whether your audience is going to stick with you or is going to stray away so i want to ask you now do you have any other ways to start an impactful speech that's the best way to start a speech so that when you start to say something then your audience is hooked and therefore they're already they've lent all the ears they have to you so that you can drive your home you can drive home your message any ways to begin a speech apart from uh, uh, a story apart from telling a great story there's always uh, many other different ways that you can start a great speech and one of those ways is um, mentioning a great quotation of a, of a person of a wise person or uh, any other person, like a great quotation, which is going to sum up most of the things that you're going to talk about in your speech. And also you can start also with, uh, with a joke. If you start with a joke that also uh, defines the kind of speech that you're about to state. And also um, you can start with, uh, with a percentage or a, or a fact uh, about something. Uh, and that really captures the audience's attention. So those are the three more other things that you can start a great speech with apart from a story. Thank you so much, my wonderful people. There you have it. You have new ways or perhaps additional ways to start your speech to create impact. Remember, you only get the audience this once in most cases. And therefore, it's always, always important to make use of uh, the opportunity that you have. A good friend of mine, in fact, that my mentor told me that people, when people come to you as a speaker, they have given you their time. And we know that time is not just money, but time is life. And therefore, if people have given you their time, they have actually given you their life. And he always told me, Joshua, it better be good enough. It better be worth it. Isaac, I want to ask you, and then we come back to the comments and questions from our wonderful audience tonight. I want to ask you, do you have anything to add on what Nawadi said in terms of how to begin your, your, your sentence? or sorry, your, your speech, so that you capture your audience. I would add on one thing, which is a pause. You mm. can begin your speech with a pause. 
This method was very, very famous. It was more used by someone called uh, Hitler, even though he's not a good man, but we appreciate the way how he used to hold the audience by the power of a pause. Just coming, not rushing to talk. It's very good you come, you take even five seconds or 10 seconds before you talk. I'm sure people are going to be captivated. All right, great pause. In fact, this is something that I always use, not because I, I watched uh, lots of speeches from Hitler, don't get me wrong. I just think it's a powerful, powerful start. When, I, when I'm invited on stage, I walk and stand right in the middle of uh, the stage. I look at the audience from left to right, and I smile. And I can see some of my friends also smiling, and then I look again, in a span of about 10 seconds, and then I inject, and I start with a story maybe. And what this does is it gives the audience an opportunity to breathe. And by creating that pause, then everyone wonders, why is the status quo changed? Probably there's something that is worth listening or paying attention to. And that, in that split second, gives you an opportunity for people to lend you their ears. That's a wonderful, wonderful nugget, Isaac. Thank you so much. Let's just look at the comments coming in. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, my good brother, uh, Patrick Minega. Thank you so much. Good to see you. It's been a while. Thank you so much for joining in. I, uh, Ishmael David says that we have an amazing, we have amazing speakers, by the way. It's impressive how they express themselves without any nervousness. Yes, that's what we are. We are speakers and therefore we prepare ourselves not to be caught on the wrong side. Nadia, good friend as well, says very, very helpful for my next project, connecting with your audience. Yes, my friend, connect with your audience and the results will be different. Uh, Mary Rose says, uh, what an important conversation. I am happy to be here with you. Joshua, thank you so much, Mary Rose. It's wonderful to have you. Then we have uh, Jovia who says, could I ask a question now? Or, oh, yes, please ask a question now, write in your question, and we will answer it right away. In fact, Jovia, this could never be, or there could never be a better time. Now is the right time for you to ask your question here. And then Titus, another wonderful friend of mine, says that I'm just wondering. Uh, uh, sh sh um, sorry, um, says I just I'm just wondering. Should your story seem not very interesting to users, or uh, and by users I think you mean your listeners, or the jokes, uh, the joke heads south in the middle? Do you uh, proceed? Uh, do you proceed? With uh, uh, do you proceed or, or rain? Uh, check it. I, I think I didn't get that very well, Titus, but I think if you, you say that if anyone says a story and it, it, it goes wrong, it's not as interesting, or even gives a, a bad joke and people don't respond to it, what should we do? And I'm going to ask this question to you. Now, while you did talk to us about using a story or a joke, what do I do when I tell a joke and um, people don't seem to get it or maybe you tell a bad joke my god tell a bad joke and you just expose yourself what do you think what do you do thank you thank you very much that's an interesting question uh yes um that comes back to the preparation phase of your speech so if you know the purpose of your speech then your story is 
99% going to be perfect because your story will align with the speech that you're telling because you won't tell a story which is different from the speech you're, 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 you're preparing or you're, you're going to talk about. And then coming back to the joke, uh, the jo jokes are mostly used by the people who are professional, who does the, who gives um, jokes professionally or who are comedians. That those are the people who mostly start their speeches with jokes. If you're not strong enough in jokes, I, I very much advise that you don't start your speech with a joke because as you said, it might go sideways. But if, a story is always a, a good option for every speaker, every, every sort of, every kind of speaker. So it's very important that in, during your preparation phase, you find a story that aligns with your speech. Yes, thank you. That's a very good point. I, I like what both of you did mention. Uh, whenever you're to start a speech, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself so that you're relevant to the audience that you have. Uh, Isaac, I want to ask you, have you, what do you do in a situation, in addition to what Nawal said, when you are right on stage, you just told a bad story, or not, not a bad story, but a bad joke, and people, you expected people to laugh, but now you are having a hostile audience. We did talk about how to manage a hostile audience. What do you do? There are two ways I would like to answer this question. First of all, always be careful when you're going to talk in front of people. This is why I began by saying, you have to do your homework, know the people are going to be there because if maybe it's an audience of leaders and people are powerful and you say something irrelevant, it's going to really cost on you. So the first step is for you to be careful. But again, what if you do maybe this mistake because it really does happen. I remember there's someone who uh, made a joke and it wasn't a joke to some people. Th this is what I tell my, my fellow speakers. I say, number one, you should learn how to fail effectively. Do not go on stage. When you're standing on stage, don't feel like because you've made a mistake, because you failed at something, the world is ending. No. Always go there knowing that you are a human being Human beings are meant to make error. And again, if you make a mistake, don't make it look like it's a mistake. No. Unless if it's a huge mistake where you have to apologize because you cannot also ignore if you've maybe insulted a certain group of people and then you just ignore it like something never happened. That would be very bad. But there are some usual uh, mistakes we make. Maybe it's not funny, but it's not affecting anything. Do not even think about it. Just proceed to the next point. Uh, people are going to forget. All right. There you have it again, my friends. Go ahead. Go on. Don't be stopped by the fact that people have not laughed the way you want. In fact, I just remembered one of my friends, Jean-Michel, <clears throat> a gentleman that I learned a lot from uh, in the area of public speaking. He told me a, a trick that if you tell a joke and it's a clean joke or yeah, as long as it's a clean joke and no one laughs and then you go ahead and say, oh, by the way, that was supposed to be a joke. And everyone somehow will laugh and uh, you feel like, oh yeah, they, they will just laugh, not at the joke, but at the fact that you are self-duplicating yourself, self-duplicating. That's actually the thing, not, not the other way around. So again, it's important to be yeah, cautious. Maybe one point. Please. Uh, to help, you know, people, I know people don't like to look bad. 
We always want our lives to be perfect, but life is never perfect. If you want to be a speaker, be willing to make mistakes, be willing to learn from mistakes. Mm -hmm. Last year in 2018, I emceed the RDB Business Excellence Awards. And in between, I was calling on uh, the Honorable Minister Paula for ICT. And when I was mm -hmm. reading her name, I called her Paul. So <laughs> you can imagine. And she even said it, she said, I'm not Paul, I'm Paula, you know? So that was, I didn't take it on myself that, you know, it's, no. It's a mistake you just continue and it happens even most because when you do research it's something that happens but it's not a big deal thank you that's for sure. all of us have our moments when we we don't do the perfect thing we say something wrong and things happen i think the biggest lesson in life is that you have to move on you have to go on you don't let things keep in your way so let's go back to our wonderful audience tonight thank you so much you guys have been amazing your questions have come in already so let's go ahead but before if you're new to this platform the speakers pass please hit the subscription subscription button so that we will always give you similar information and you will be the first one to know when we are live on air now let's go straight to some of the comments and questions i think titus Ali alone said uh, something that I forgot to mention, emphasizing on the purpose of a story. He says that stories, never, we never forget stories. They're effective. We need some past stories. All right. We will definitely share some of our stories with time. Thank you so much, Titus. We had a question from, uh, we had a question from Ty, okay, Titus that was answered. I hope it was answered effectively. And I see you learned uh, a, a, a trick of failing effectively. There you are. And then uh, God says that, uh, oh my, he says that, thank you so much, Isaac. You've touched my life for real. That's deep. Thank you so much. And ha happy to have you, my friend, Mediatrice. It's wonderful to have you. I Isaac, someone asked a question here. He says that, and this is David. He says, what are the best methods to rehearse your speech? And I'm going to ask you, uh, Nawal, if you have, uh, maybe let's begin with Nawal. How do you rehearse your speech? What, what do you do? in preparation for your speech, and then maybe one or two ways, and then Isaac will add, and then we'll move on. Thank you very much. As I have mentioned um, before or earlier, I mentioned that during your preparation, you need to have a very firm why. You need to have a very firm reason why you're going to give this speech. And if you have a well-defined why, that is going to help you write down the key points of your speech. So after knowing the key points of your speech, you're gonna have to have a structure. And, you, and in that structure is where you're going to put all those key points. So with your structure well-prepared and the key points at hand, and you have well-defined your why, it is very easy for you to keep the time and also uh, capture the attention of your audience and also give your audience uh, some takeaway notes. So during your preparation, make sure you don't forget the why, the key points, and the structure of your of your speech. That those are the three things that I would mention during the preparation phase. All right. So that is what to think about when you prepare. And maybe Isaac, do you want to tell us how you can rehearse your speech? Thank you, Joshua. So David, the way how you rehearse the speech, if you've done all the preparations, now begin. You're alone in your room you can go in front of your mirror. 
Uh, you can begin by reading, look at yourself, how you, your body language, how is it coming out? Do it like five times. Then you can also use your phone. Record yourself while giving out the speech. When you, you record yourself, you're trying to hear how you sound to other people. This is, includes the pitch of your voice, uh, the highness or lowness of your voice. Uh, either is your voice a monotone? Is it on one pace? How is it changing? So the audio is going to help you keep on until you feel you're very perfect. It's also going to help you to know the pace. Are you too slow? Are you very quick? Then the third one, you can also stand in front of your friends, maybe your two sisters in your house. Uh, you present to them, you assume it's the audience. Another tip that I usually give to people and to myself, once you have rehearsed, once you have everything at hand, do not use a method of delivery that we call extemporaneous. Do not read a whole speech, but have note cards where you write points and you're going to explain them. Then arrive at the venue early. Never come late at the venue when you are a speaker. When you come at the venue, look at the stage. What is the size? You can stand, you can test the microphone. How is it working? If you're doing a presentation, uh, come even a day before. See if the presentation, if your flash disk is compatible with the TV that you're using. So avoid all these things of coming late. Never come late at the, during your speech. And when you come early, do not sit alone. Walk around, say hi to people so that they, you become friends with those people. When you reach on stage, they're not going to be hostile audience. They are going to be your colleagues you've been talking to, you know? So these are a few steps that are going to help you while practicing your speech. All right, thank you so much, David. I hope you picked a leaf in that. There's a wonderful question by uh, Jovia. She says that, how do you end your speech? We talked about how to begin your speech, we talked about how to prepare all, but how do you actually end your speech? Nawal, do you have uh, any, any tips for us on how to end an effective speech? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, ending an, uh, an effective speech, um, sometimes you can end it with a quote that you've started with. Uh, that makes uh, makes your audience well capture the, the whole or sum up the whole speech that you have mentioned. And also you can also end with uh, a call to action a call to action that can um, that can contain uh, different advantages of why you're telling these people this uh, this uh, this speech and the importance of what they're going to gain from this speech. Yeah, those are the two two things that I think um, a, a great speech end with. All right, Isaac, do you have anything to add on that? Thank you. Now, while I can add on. Uh, Three points. One, it is to come back to your thesis. You know, you have the most important things during your introduction. They want people to go home with. So always conclude by again reaffirming the points that you mentioned at the beginning. Also, you can use one word that people are always going to remember. I saw the, this in Henry Patrick's speech. It's a famous speech that is called Give Me Death or Give Me Liberty. It is one of the speeches that inspired a revolution in England. So he concluded his speech, he said, give me death or give me liberty. 
So look for one word that is so strong and relates to your topic. The third one, I always say, keep it short. When you're concluding, always keep it short. Mm. All right, thank you so much, Isaac. Remember my friends to always keep it short when you are concluding. After all, you're concluding. I have a question from David Ali alone. He did ask that what are the different types of a speech and how does one identify their perfect fit? Or does it mean that a good speaker should know all the speeches or they should fit in all the qualities of a speech of a speech? I want to ask uh, Isaac, do you have any idea about the types of speeches that one that are available? All right, go for it. Thank you. We have usually three types of speeches. One is the persuasive speech. The second, we have informative speeches. And the third, we have entertainment speeches. So how do I choose? The most common types of speeches, there are only two, the major ones. We are persuasive and informative. For example, if tomorrow I was going to give a speech or give a presentation on, let's say I'm an IT officer, and I'm going to present on a new software that has come up. Now, you see, I'm informing people of things they don't know. So I'm going to focus on an informative speech. And there's also a way that is delivered. If, let's say, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell, I want people to buy my stuff. I want people to do something. I want people to vote for me. Uh, let's say I'm contesting to become an MP or something. Then I'm going to use what we call a persuasive speech because I'm persuading those people to do something for me. Then I'm going to follow the steps that we've talked about in the beginning to give a good persuasive speech. The last one, the entertainment, if you are a comedian, then you can give the entertainment speech. Let's say if you are a comedian, you want to be funny, you want to be, this is kind of where it falls. Thank you. Thank you so much, Isaac. So you have it, David. There are many forms of uh, speeches that you can deliver, different kinds of speakers, therefore. But it looks like a good speaker has to be a, a well-seasoned speaker, someone that is ready to speak in any environment. That, because it's like a weapon. Public speaking is like a weapon, or it's like a tool that you use. And therefore, you should be able to pull it out when you need it anytime. Thank you so much, Isaac, for that. There's a couple of questions coming in again. Uh, I think uh, Jovia also asked that, how do you ask a question in the speech? Jovia, if you don't mind, kindly elaborate more what you mean here, how you ask a question in a speech. I don't know if you mean as a speaker or as a member of the audience. If you clarify that, you will definitely answer that to uh, that question. And then uh, Marie Rose says that it's important to maintain eye contact with the, with the audience. So what if you observe bad vibes in, in an audience while you are in the middle of your speech? What would you do to maintain your confidence? Maybe someone is showing you that you are not doing well. So that's a very good question. Now, uh, what do you do when someone is at the back of uh, the stage and is simply showing you signs like, Mm, 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 or making any faces, or just saying no, 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 saying you have just killed it, and you are probably new in that area. How do you maintain your cool? Uh, thank you very much. That's a, an interesting question. Um, that is actually the use of eye contact. 
the eye contact helps you navigate through your audience and see uh, where you're going wrong or if you're really doing a great job. So if you see like, um, like in your audience, there is this negative mood or vibe, you need to have different techniques that you're going to use in order to, to up that vibe and make it uh, better. So there's, there's this trick that I've seen in most of, this, uh, most of the speeches that I've seen, mostly motivational speakers, they actually call upon that person, they ask them a question or they just make them active during that, um, that, that whole speech. Or they just ask a pause and then make the whole audience stand up, do something fun, and then that can uh, bring them into a great mood. Those are two different techniques that I've seen and they really work. Yeah, thank you. Indeed, in addition to that, I would say, try to ignore the audience members that are actually making faces and focus on the people that are actually with you. Just like Isaac mentioned, there are two kinds of people in the audience, or even three or even more, but one of those is someone that is actually rooting for you. And therefore, focus your eyes on those people that give you positive vibes and ignore those that give you negative vibes. But do not ignore it completely because maybe someone is communicating something to you. I would advise that maybe you just stop and say, Joshua, is everything okay? Or, uh, sir, I, I noticed that you are you are raising your hand. It, it, it could be doing all sorts of things. You, I would not say you're making funny faces. I would, like, I, I would say it looks like you, you, you have something to say. Is there any question that you, you have or is there anything that is wrong? And then I would make it light. And I would say, okay, please kindly let me know if there's anything that is wrong so you can appeal to to the human in them as opposed to doing otherwise or just screaming at them or anything because surely if there's anything that has the capability to destabilize you as is, especially if you are new in that area and you're just a, a novice speaker when you when any funny comments or anything happens in the audience my word you lose your feet and that can lead to disaster to disaster. All right, let's just go ahead and answer some more questions. I hope my rose if uh, that has come uh, that has that makes sense. David comes again. David, you are on fire. Thank you so much. He says that Isaac said that uh, it's something about the importance of knowing your audience. How do you know your audience? Do you ask them questions? <laughs> well, sometimes you don't have the luxury of asking them questions. We will come to that. Thank you so much, David. Jovi, I think we, we answered your question of uh, how to end your speech, how to end the speech. We have uh, Mediatrice, uh, she says that, yes, you're right, Isaac, good preparation makes us confident. And she goes down to ask that, can we use some of these tips while applying, uh, can we apply these tips while uh, in an interview? And the answer is absolutely yes. Prepare yourself, look at every speech, one minute, two minutes, Every, uh, every speech you make is a speech, as, 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 as you can hear, and therefore apply all these nuggets and you will surely get better results. Nicholas Muneza, another wonderful friend of mine, good brother, he says that, how do you overcome speech phobia? And, or how did you overcome it? Now, we spent a whole session last week thinking about how do you deal with uh, public speaking phobia, the fear of speaking. But nonetheless, we are going to tackle this. We're going to get back to you, Nicholas, on how you handle speaking phobia. But before that, Isaac, 
how do you know your audience? Do you call them and ask them? Do you send out questionnaires? Do you get on the door early as you say that uh, come early well in time and say you're not entering here until you answer my question until I know who you are with my audience so that I can make a, a good speech. Isaac, how do you deal with uh, knowing your audience? Thank you, Joshua. So very quickly, there's something we call demographics. The mm -hmm. demographics of people are going to come in an occasion. Usually when you are a speaker, the organizer of an event is the best person to ask. I remember, Joshua, when you were organizing this show, I did ask you, who are the audience? Mm -hmm. And you did send to me, you replied by saying, they are professional young leaders and young business people. So in my mind, I know what it means by young and professional. So demographics include age. Where do they come from? What kind of jobs do, do they have? What kind of levels are they in? So when you become someone who is more experienced in speaking, you truly understand what these people think about or, or what they want. If I was going to talk to, let's say, to Fawe girls, you see, it's a high school of young girls because also the gender matters. Then I'm going to know what do these young people aim for because I can envision, I can put myself in their place and say, when I was this age, I wanted this to happen. If they are old people, I know the challenges they are facing, maybe managing their finance. You see, this is a topic I can choose for people who are working. And I know most of us don't know how to manage our personal finance. Uh, that is how I can answer the question. All right. Therefore, David, it's good to ask someone that has invited you to the show, to the meeting or speaking opportunity venue. And know what kind of people are you expecting to come? Well, I have to confess that probably, Isaac, when, when you ask this question, I probably should have said I don't know because anyone can access this link and can be part of it. But of course, I know my target, my target audience and uh, everyone here is young at heart and, uh, and uh, all professionals, all they are building towards that. So there's another question. There's a, a really interesting question. Yes, we did talk about it last week, uh, last two weeks. How do you deal with the speaking phobia? But now, well, to start with you, how do you deal with the speaking fears? And maybe if you can tell us if, from your own perspective, in your own stories, in your own life, how you have managed to deal with the fear of speaking. Yeah, thank you very much. There is, um, what I can say is that fear will always be there. The only, the only thing that one must do is to know how to pass through that phase of fear so that you go to the other side. Uh, me personally, the way I deal with my fear is of course, putting much time into preparation. The preparation makes me more confident. When, when I'm more prepared, I'm more confident, but the move that the fear will be there because the fear will always be there when you're going to, do, to go in front of people, in front of new people, or do something which you never did before. The fear will always be there. So to go through that fear confidently is first of all, to prepare yourself neatly so that you have everything in your hands. And then when you are in front of your audience, make sure that you have your own thing that you do to, um, to jug your mind off that fear because fear is, all, is only here, it's in, in, in the head. So most people, most people do the, breathe, the deep breaths, which uh, sometimes I do. 
uh, I go before stepping in front of the people, I take deep breaths, like three deep breaths, and then I start my speech. Or as I, Isaac mentioned, uh, some speeches, they start with a pause. So during that pause, you're actually uh, bringing your mind at ease and um, navigating through your audience and just getting to feel comfortable with them. So the, those, that is how I, I deal with my fear of, of speech when I'm about to deliver a speech. There you are. Thank you so much, Nawal. I hope, Nicholas, that has uh, helped you. I want to ask Isaac, is there like one or two things you can say about dealing with the uh, fear of speaking as we come to the conclusion of our session tonight? <clears throat> Joshua, I would say the same. Nawal has actually said it all. Maybe I would uh, just add you my last words would be things to avoid when you are a speaker. We talked about what to do, but I want to share with you what to avoid. One, or what we call distracting mannerism. Uh, this is mm. where you find as a speaker, you're touching your hair, you're pocketing, you're scratching yourself, you're rolling your eyes. So this is not good for a speaker. Then never ever go to without rehearsing. Again, avoid long, I had actually said it, but I want to repeat it again, that your speech is, your speech is like a miniskirt. It should be short enough to keep the interest and long enough to cover the subject. Never ever speak long speeches. We've never had any audience complaining about long, I mean a short speech, but we've had many audiences complain about long speeches. Thank you. Thank you so much, Isaac. There you are. You just quoted one of my uh, favorite speakers, Wilson Churchill. Uh, thank you so much again for the wonderful nuggets, especially for telling us what to avoid. It's important to know what to do, but also remember that there are some things that you will do and they will take away from you as a speaker. And therefore, the impact that you have always been looking for is not achieved. So my friends, we are coming to the end of this show. I see God has a question. This is going to be the last one. How do you capture back the audience when they have taken the other, uh, they, are taken, they are taken by other external factors? Isaac, do you want to quickly talk about this? You've been in the zone and something happened, maybe something hit in the, back, in the background or there's a bomb or anything and you've lost your audience, but people are still there. How do you regain them? This is going to be the last question and then the rest of the question answered on our social media accounts. Thank you. Uh, what you have to do when such, such an event happens, you should always remember to engage the audience. Maybe as they are coming back, ask them a question and then hand over the microphone for them to speak and laugh and then again, be in the mood of talking and listening to you. Do not always avoid taking the space uh, for you alone as a speaker because communication is two-way. So this is going to help you. Thank you. So always try to engage your audience. That may be ask questions and, and, and be able to listen and know the status and measure the temperature of the situation. Thank you so much, Isaac, for that. Now, my friends, we've come to the end of the, of the conversation, but we have our friends from the Voice Masters Africa. So quickly, Isaac, in one minute, do you mind telling us what uh, Voice, uh, what, uh, um, Voice Masters Africa is all about and how we can actually benefit from <clears throat> the Voice Masters, excuse me. There you are. 
Thank you, Joshua. So Voice Masters Africa is a company that has been in existence for now, for three years now. And our mission is to create lifelong learners and learning systems open to all individuals in Africa. So we are specializing on helping people with soft skills, including public speaking and presentation skills, including critical thinking, problem solving, writing skills, education consultancy. So we are actually into education. So we are a training company and uh, we've trained now over 700 people. Uh, we've done career guidance in different schools and we are still growing. So if there's any other person who are interested in joining Voice Masters, we are located in Jikondo. You can reach here and when things become okay, then you can take our courses. Thank you. Thank you so much, Isaac. Maybe do you have any social media presence that people can reach out to you? If I don't know Jikondo, is there anywhere else online that I can reach, maybe send an email or anything? Yeah, sure. You can, uh, we have a YouTube page, which is again, Voice Masters Africa. You can reach us via our YouTube page. We have Instagram, we have our website. Our website is soon coming up. Our email is voicemastersafrica at gmail.com. So, and again, there's Joshua. Uh, Joshua is a very good friend of mine. Uh, there's Nawal, there is, so you can reach to whichever person to, uh, we can get in touch. Thank you so much, my friends. I think you've had it. You can reach uh, Voice uh, Voice Masters Africa in a plethora of ways that he's mentioned. Thank you so much, Mediatrice, Jovia, David, my Rose. Man, the list is, lo is long. Thank you so much, uh, Nicholas, and many of you that have blessed us tonight with your presence. We want to thank you for such a wonderful conversation. Just a parting shot. Do not forget... Always remember to prepare very well so that you have everything in your control. If you're speaking, plan to appeal to the emotions of the people that you're speaking to, because this will give you what you probably need. Choose the topics that you are easily passionate about and you can explain well, that you master well, so that people get to understand from the master's perspective. Please always remember to find, to understand your why as you deliver, as you speak. Your speaking style is important, and the way you deliver the message, my friend, is almost everything. So go in there, prepare very well, do the right rehearsals, and as Isaac mentioned, never commit suicide to go to prepared speech without preparing. It's always important for you to prepare as you go to the next speech. That is, my friends. I hope you are able to enjoy the conversation. There's so much more we talked about. We talked about things to do. We talked about things not to do. I hope that this conversation was valuable to you. And as you prepare your speech next time, you will be able to use some of these nuggets that you can actually uh, use in your speeches. My friends, we have come to the end of our conversation. Thank you so much again for giving us your time and your life. If you're new at the Speaker's Pulse, Kindly subscribe to the channel so that we keep giving you a reminder whenever we get we get content on this channel. But also, you will have an opportunity to forward this conversation to your friend, your, your relative that might need to learn how to deliver effective speeches that have impact. Until next, in fact, our next uh, show will be on the 4th of October. Until then, let's keep it Let's keep the conversation going. We have a Facebook page, which is the Speaker's Pulse. We have a Twitter 
uh, handle, which is at the speaker's pulse. And at Instagram, you will find the speaker's pulse as well. Let us know, give us your feedback, leave a comment on this if you have something to say. If you think the conversation was uh, valuable to you, make sure that you, uh, you, you forward the link to your friend and ask them to subscribe as well so that you can get these lessons, this educational platform running. Until then, my friends, this is the speaker's pass. Thank you and have a wonderful night.